Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my good friend slash my co-host, Devin. And today, we're here to break down the latest MCU series, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics, that is Optics with an X, or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, How's your day been? How's your week been? It's a good day. Thursdays are usually pretty good because you're you're that much closer to Friday. Yeah, definitely. It's it's been a long week for sure. But hey, another MCU show is here and has been uh, picking up a lot of buzz lately. But yeah, my uh, my week's been pretty good as well. It's been uh, so so. You know, work is work, but. Yeah, just kind of pushing through. We got this new MCU show has got me excited to dive back into Spider-Man PC. <laughs> well, by the time people are hearing this, this will be Friday. So happy Friday. Happy future Friday from us here at Film Optics. So, yeah, by the time people are listening to this, it'll already be the weekend. And, you know, people can just relax because, hey, it's the weekends. But uh, you've been watching anything interesting lately. Just popped on a few more episodes of Cowboy Bebop last night and just just easy watching, just smooth. How far do you have to go still? Um, I think I watched episode 10 yesterday. 10? So. Oh, Devin. Almost well, halfway there. Yeah, it's only around like 26 episodes, so that's not too bad. I, um, <laughs> after peer pressure from Mike, from uh, Collider and Leo from Geekly Goods, they pressured me into starting Cobra Kai. So I started the first episode really good. Yeah, I think I watched the first season and it, it was definitely enjoyable, but I haven't watched since. Yeah, I believe the um, I believe the show started on YouTube and then Netflix picked it up. I don't know which which season they picked it up. It might have been after like season two, I believe, but I could be wrong. I don't know, but I remember it was a YouTube original um, and then Netflix picked it up. But yeah, I mean, I'm one episode in. It's good so far. Like, I really think it's, it's, I don't know. I, apparently, I'm going to love it. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. So with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned before, we are here to review the first episode of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, <laughs> which is titled A Normal Amount of Rage. It is now streaming on Disney Plus, so definitely go check it out. It's a brand new uh, Marvel comedy, and we're just going to give our brief thoughts about it. So, Devin, are you ready to get into our review? Are you ready to Hulk out? Yes, a normal amount of rage. <laughs> a normal amount of rage. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode 1. So, back to what I was saying before. My theory. Oh, God. Um, Steve Rogers did not have a girlfriend before he went into the service. Says who? The History Channel. So he becomes Captain America. And from that moment on, a symbol of America, he 
is rushed to the front lines. He becomes a war hero. Then he is frozen in ice. Right. So based on right. everything you've told me, mm -hmm. after he gets unfrozen, he goes from world-threatening disaster to world-threatening disaster. That's when he's not a fugitive from the law, right? So it seems like he was pretty, pretty busy. All you're doing is repeating everything that I've already told you about my friend and colleague. Obviously, Captain America wasn't virgin. Look out! All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back with our She-Hulk Attorney at Law episode one review. Uh, the way this is going to go down, we're going to give our initial reactions first. Then we'll get into a little bit of spoilers, uh, talk about the post credit scene, because every single episode of She-Hulk will have a post credit scene, which I think is fantastic. It starts off with quite the bang. <laughs> it really, really does. Uh, and then we'll get into our final thoughts. But remember, this time around, we're not going to give our ratings for a TV show until it is finished. So just want to put that out there. We're just going to give our final thoughts. Let that be it. And then we will say our goodbyes. So before we get into our initial reactions, I'm just going to read the series info for you guys really quick. So you know what the show is about. So uh, this is created by Jessica Gao. She is one of the uh, main uh, writers on this series and stars Tatiana Maslany, Mark Ruffalo, and Tim Roth. And the story is as follows. Jennifer Walters navigates the complicated life of a single 30-something attorney who also happens to be a green six-foot-seven-inch super-powered Hulk. Again, this is technically Marvel's first comedy series. I mean, I guess you can kind of count WandaVision. I mean, there was a lot of ode to TV with that one, with um, with uh, traditional like sitcoms, but this is like a true comedy. So I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial reactions, his initial thoughts to She-Hulk episode one. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, that it, it is kind of the first, like, main primary comedy that, that MCU has made. Obviously, there's humor in every MCU property, in every series, every movie, which gets a lot of complaints from people for some reason, but uh, we, we digress. Um, this is the, the straight-up sitcom, like a lawyer procedural sitcom, like comedy, like, that is the main focus, that is what they're going for, that's the tone they're they're focusing on, and that's that's why I like the the this premiere so much because it's what they focused on and that's what Jessica Gao did so well in setting up this world because it feels, it feels very different from, from the usual MCU humor. It feels more adult. Like there's more, they're getting away with more. It feels like than usual. Like there's some, there's some F bombs. There's some, there's some dick jokes. There's some flipping off. Like it's, it's a little more, a little more leaning adult, like more, they're just not playing it as safe as usual, which is nice because uh, Jessica Gao was also a writer on Rick and Morty, most notably Pickle Rick, one of the greatest episodes from Rick and Morty ever. So that's that's her background. You can definitely see that she's got the comedic chops for it. I wonder if at one time in her childhood, she knew she would grow up to be like the number one Hollywood writer for green things. Like you think that was on her on her wish list? Like I'm going to be a writer, but only for things that are green. Only for things that are green, cucumbers, pickles, uh, green apples. Maybe she's an actual Android user when she sends out her text messages. They come in a green bubble. Big green giant from those those 
like the vegetable guy, the green guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll get a movie at some point and she can write that one. Yeah, maybe she was a writer on VeggieTales. I don't know. There's a lot that of too. green things out there. Like teenage, I mean, I'd be surprised if she did some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the near future. We never know. Or it could you know, be, yeah, she could be attached to the, to any of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff coming out. I just, I love, I love the jokes they put in here. Obviously, specifically for this episode, I feel like She-Hulk's origin story was a bit lacking it feels like they just kind of threw it in there i think that actually is the case based on some of the stuff i've seen but overall it was very enjoyable catching up with bruce again seeing what he's been been up to and then just their kind of training montage we get a nice hulk battle which is very cool to see not something we've seen that often lately and then this is just the first episode and we get a lot of information here which is good and there's still eight more to go hopefully and them having more episodes to work with is something that they take advantage of. And the MCU looks for in the future as more of a template to use than just strictly the six episodes. Cause this wasn't like a super short episode. It was like 37 minutes with the post credit scene. So it's like, it's not like 20 to 30 minutes, but it's a, uh, it's decently length and we'll get, we get eight more. So I'm excited to see where they go from here. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there, Devin. This this feels like a breath of fresh air. Um, honestly, I feel like this is the first Marvel show in a long time that actually feels like a TV show. Because um, it just feels like it's going to have that serialized format, which is something... Yeah, it was made for TV. Right. And, you know, um, it, this doesn't feel like something... This doesn't feel like a six-hour movie that was cut into, you know, like an hour part each like you know there's so like there's satire you know like the the relationship between uh jennifer and bruce is apparent it's you know she's not just someone who kind of like comes out of nowhere um i don't know exactly where this leads uh or this falls into the mcu timeline but um, I will agree with you when it comes to a lot of like, there is a lot of adult humor here. Um, I would say it's around like maybe 35 ish minutes. I was going to, I was a little scared that it was 30 minutes per because I wasn't sure how they were going to handle this whole thing. But the first episode really, um, it, it really caught my attention. Like I thought it was a nice little setup. We get straight into, you know, who uh, Jennifer Walters is and how she gets her powers. They don't waste any time there. And, you know, they kind of do more of like the flashback for like the first episode, but it is established well building. Who is Jennifer? You know, she's this um, UCLA graduate who, you know, who's working as a lawyer. And I really feel like within this show, at least from what we've seen, it's going to be more of the old school of people are going to know who, Jennifer is as she Hulk. It's not going to be this secret hero, you know, identity where, Oh, nobody knows who she is. She's just this big green monster who comes out of nowhere. And then boom, you know, she reverts to her human form. I feel like this show is going to give us these struggles of what like Tony Stark and what Captain America and more just like the original Avengers went through because everybody knew who they were and they still had to balance, you know, the, the superhero um, nature or the superhero ego with the um, personal side, you know, the, the normal lifestyle um, that they were living. So 
I think it's been great so far. It made me chuckle. Um, that post credit scene was great. It was hilarious. Tatiana Maslany really just shines in this role. Yeah, I forgot to mention her, but MCU casting just continues to be undefeated. Like, it's just perfection over and over again. Because I've never seen her anything before, because I think she's mainly been in um, Orphan Black, which I've never watched. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that, and I was familiar with her with something else, and I can't remember. But I will say really quick, before we get into spoilers, um, the CGI looks really good. I don't know why Disney decided to like push all that stuff out right before miss marvel hits but as so far for episode one i'm really enjoying it um i was sent uh screeners for episodes one through four but i decided to kind of just watch it with everyone else and just have that you know initial reaction i didn't want to get too ahead of myself um anyway so yeah like we said we have eight episodes left um like you said Devin, i hope there's a lot of time for these characters to breathe because we are getting nine episodes total instead of the standard six. Um, of course, like you said, also with, um, with Bruce Banner, we kind of, you know, figure out what he's been up to and it's, it's been, and possibly some of some of his future based on some of the events that unfolded. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's, it, there, there is a charm to the show that you know. Hopefully, we'll be able to uh, be, uh, start to flourish or continue to flourish as we go on. You know, I, I'm expecting there might be some episodes where people are like, you know what, it's not all that great. But you know, this this is, was a little bit more of a slow start. But I think you really need that for the first episode, especially when you aren't introducing new characters into the MCU. I think the TV format for introducing new characters is perfect instead of them just popping into a movie and be like, Oh, well like who's this? And then you have to give them the origin story. And then, you know, then they're that like established character kind of thing. But there are ways that Marvel has worked around that uh, for sure. But those are just a few of my initial reactions here. So uh, Devin, are you ready to get into spoilers, AKA really just the, um, I guess the post credit scene. Because that's the only real spoiler here that I've noticed. Because everything else is kind of just more of an introduction. Nothing super major happens. But well, it, there's a little bit something towards the end. So There's also some th- some theories, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, let's get into our spoiler section. So ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning for She-Hulk episode one again. That is your second spoiler warning for She-Hulk episode one. So if you haven't seen it, definitely turn back, come back and listen to the rest of the podcast. So um, that post credit scene. (laughs) Captain Captain America. America. (laughs) The classic, classic. I think, wasn't there a Spider-Man somewhere? Spider-Man did a half F-bomb. They got uh, cut off. Yeah, yeah. Towards it was uh, Spider-Man: um, Far From Home. Yeah, it was funny because in in She-Hulk that that post-credit scene, they were kind of alluding to like, man, like um, Jennifer was talking about Steve Rogers and how you know he had never been intimate with a woman before, and then <laughs> the Hulk kind of slips out. You know, she finds out all about these powers. 
that she has, you know, they, they their alcohol tolerance is very high. And then he's like, oh, you know, Steve Rogers, you know, uh, he uh, lost his, he was intimate with a, with a woman or lost his virginity. Um, what was it? It was before he was frozen. Yeah, it was in the 40s. In the 40s. <laughs> when he was on the USO tour. She's like, Captain America, f- <laughs> yep, that's about right. I absolutely loved it, and then that's the end. And then that 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 scene got set up earlier when they're first in the uh, introduction to her origin and how she got the powers when they're driving along on their road trip, and then a Sakaran yeah. ship appears and causes her to to veer off and crash. Yeah, yeah. It's what? How did you? How did you feel about how she got her powers? I I feel like it was a bit quick, but. I feel like it was somewhat believable. Yeah, I was watching the new Rockstars breakdown on it, and they they were mentioning that. I mean, you have to. It's just <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but I'm I'm gonna you know I'm I'm gonna watch it after we're done recording. But they revealed that there there's been some interviews that mentioned the showrunners originally wanted the origin story not to be shown until episode eight, which is very strange. So they kind of uh re retract something retraced and went back and put this in episode one just just kind of make sure they didn't ruffle any feathers and actually show how she got her powers so that's why it it does feel kind of rushed like she just kind of crashes and then they bleed on each other and then they get she gets the powers that is interesting how they were not gonna show it until episode eight um i feel like showing it in the front half is better because like if if that was all that was that was going to be shown, it's like you wait until the eighth episode to show that. Like that's just kind of weird to me. But yeah, that that's hmm. I wonder how they would. I, I don't think that would have played out very well, especially you know yeah. Help. I mean, critics- the show's already already like having issues with random thirty year old men review bombing it before it's even out. Like yesterday on IMDb, it had like a four because these weird, weird men just can't, they can't fathom the idea of a female led TV show in the MCU. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's a Hulk. She can literally do everything the Hulk can do. And it actually does make sense. Apparently better. Yeah. Well, it actually does make sense to where she's able to kind of control her abilities because while, I mean, we already know that Bruce's arm was kind of damaged for a while, but he had already perfected that serum or the gamma rays within his own body. So it kind of makes sense that when, you know, that DNA, when their blood gets mixed together and goes into Jennifer's body, <laughs> Jennifer's, Jennifer's body, um, <laughs> it, it kind of makes sense as to she would have the same reaction but I also really wanted to touch on how I like how they have this big fight where, you know, Bruce takes in Jennifer after the accident and he has like this 15 year plan for her. And she's like, Hey, that's great. But like, I don't want to be a superhero. And it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic because, you know, you have Bruce who it kind of just assumes that, well, she's a Hulk now. She has no choice but to become a superhero. But we kind of learn and see how she's able to control her anger because she is a lawyer, which actually makes a lot of sense, especially being a woman in that type of field where she has to hold back. She has to control her anger when, you know, people are um, 
mansplaining things to her and, you know, just going through those uh, daily challenges where people don't take her seriously. She's probably pissed off a lot, but she has learned to control that through her profession, which then kind of, you know, she's able to apply that with her being She-Hulk, which I thought was very interesting. I like how she just rejected the idea. She's like, I want to go back to my normal life. I want to go home. I want to, you know, take a shower, you know, do some lawyer things, you know, maybe run into some Matt Murdock, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But I, I really like how she does reject the notion of being a superhero at first, because that is not the life that she wants. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting kind of dilemma that they face and the, the debate that they, they have throughout the episode where Hulk just thinks, oh, you have to be a superhero because you have this power now. But she's like, no, I don't I don't really want that. I like my life and I like helping people this other way. And she also likes to, she likes talking to us directly about it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. How she like freaks out with the fourth uh, wall breaking. She was like, what? <laughs> the first fourth wall break in the MCU. Yeah, the first one. Well, yeah, in the MCU, yeah. So then a Marvel movie, you know, we got Deadpool for that. But can't wait for for them to be on be on the screen together. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna be amazing. But yeah, it it really is a um, it's a very interesting concept, and I I love how they were able to bring that uh, to her character, where she just she she's able to recognize that she can help people in other ways without you know being closed off by humanity and being, you know, living in solitude like Bruce has, you know, clearly Bruce misses, you know, um, he misses uh, Iron Man. He, he misses Tony Stark and, you know, if you think about it, Bruce is all alone. Like he's got nobody left. Thor's off having a daughter now, like everyone else is dead or somewhere else. Yeah. Love and thunder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad, but, I, I really like how uh, the direction they're going with this show for sure. So um, let's get into our final thoughts. I'll pass it back over to Devin and then uh, we'll kind of just close that out because remember, we're not doing ratings for this series until the season, um, until the season finale. But Devin, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, I thought this was a great start. Um, definitely has its flaws, but I like how the show knows what it is and that's where its strengths lie, and it's probably where it's going to go moving forward. Um, they, they know that they are they're a procedural lawyer comedy, and that's what the show is going to be. I like how even at the beginning she was like, this is a really cool lawyer show, but I've, of course you guys want to know how I became Hulk, so here you go. Like It's going to be, it's gonna be a, 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 like a funny lawyer show. That's like the main focus. Yeah, I'm all for it. You know, I mean, Devin knows how much I, I love the, the, the comedy TV shows. You know, you, I was watching some Abbott Elementary, some Only Murders in the Building, all that stuff. So this seems right up my alley. I wasn't sure how they were going to execute this, but um, overall, it's been a great ride so far. You know, we're only one episode in, but I'm enjoying what I'm seeing so far um, from this team. Jessica Gao has done a fantastic job. Uh, fantastic job. Uh, Tatiana Maslani, you know, Mark Ruffalo, they're two peas in a pod. <laughs> There's another green joke there for you. But yeah, overall, I'm really enjoying, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to see uh, what the future holds uh, for the show. So you never know. So that pretty much concludes our episode one review of She-Hulk Attorney at Law. <laughs> 
I don't know why I keep giggling after that. But if you've liked what you've heard here on today's episode, please, please, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a movie lover in need. And really, really quick, what is coming up next? What's on deck? And what's out now? So what's out now? Really, really quick. We just uh, finished our Bodies, Bodies, Bodies review that you can listen to on podcast platforms around the internet, as well as our The Sandman review, season one. Fingers crossed for season two there. And our Bullet Train review are all available for you guys to listen to. What we have coming up on deck. My gosh, August 24th, we're going to be releasing our Avatar, The Last Airbender, Book 2 Earth Series Revisited episode. I had some fantastic guests join me for that, um, including a new uh, a newcomer as well. So we got that. And also what's coming up on the podcast, well, we're going to be re- uh, reviewing Orphan First Kill. So that will kind of kick off our uh, our spooky season there, you know, as uh, um, August comes to a close, uh, I got to watch the first one first, of course, but very interested to watch this. Haven't decided if I'm, if I'm going to watch First Kill at home or not, but also we're going to be gearing up for Andor, which is another um, show that we're going to be covering, um, as well as a Rogue One, a Star Wars Stories franchise revisited uh, episode, which will probably release before uh, Andor kicks off. Again, we'll be, um, you know, covering She-Hulk every single week um, as these episodes drop. So just stay tuned and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics, that is Optics with an X, for, um, yeah, for all those amazing updates. And we hope you guys have a great day, and we'll see you guys next time. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Demon. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.